You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Every single person, whether you know it or not, there are boundaries in your life, or except you have consciously reversed it by rigorous exercise to remove those boundaries. There are boundaries. And anytime somebody crosses the boundary, something goes off. A financial boundary will mean, let me just give you an example. If you go to a house, I say, so how much does this house cost? 30 million. If your 30 million is within your boundary, you are okay. If they say, come and pay for it, uh, 356 men? What? What? For a house? 300 and what? For, please, let's go. That's your boundary has been crossed. If they say, how much is rent? 3.5 million within your boundary. 16 million. 16 what? For an apartment. 16 what? Uh, and you pay in dollars. Dollars? In Nigeria? In this place? Dollars. The boundary has been what? Crossed. There are boundaries there, whether you know it or not, that have been set by seeds that have been planted. And what you have got to do is to remove those boundaries, all right, so that to you all things are now possible, and you change the boundaries. How do you do that? Matthew 17 and verse 20, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed there, and it says to yonder place, and nothing shall be impossible. You start removing the boundaries, all right, by reaching out for things, by planting those seeds of faith, knowing how it is going to happen. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but I'm going to plant the seeds within, and I'm going to not show the seeds, and they will grow, and they will come to a place where nothing will be impossible on to me. So very powerful seeds can be planted, that will lead to powerful experiences. Seeds, when they are planted, how do you know seeds are now planted on the inside? You have planted the word of God on the inside of you as a seed. It gives you faith for definite outcomes. All right? A seed sets the expectation for some major occurrence in your life. So when you've planted the word, now you may have listened to the word, but when you plant it into your heart, it's always for something specific, something major to happen in your life. When you listen to the word, it's generic. But when you now plant it into your own heart, uh, where are you going to get this from? From prayer. You go to God in prayer and he answers your prayer. Gives you the peace. What was this peace? It says, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace, good and peace, to give you the expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11. Thoughts of peace, all right, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. These thoughts are seeds that God is giving you. Now, you've got to plant it into the soil, and this one on shows there, you plant it, the soil of your heart, and when that happens, you are expecting a definite 
major occurrence. It's not generic. Now, you may hear the word and not plant it because the scripture says that the word they heard did not profit them, which means we didn't see any external manifestation of anything because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. So you may not do that, but you just know scriptures. You can even explain scriptures, but you have not planted the word of God in your heart expecting any major occurrence that is measurable. Because when the word is planted, it brings measurable results. The Bible tells us 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. When people don't have measurable targets and goals there, it means they have not planted anything into their heart. So it's some major occurrence that you are looking out for. It shows what you want what can and should happen shortly within your life. Good seeds, supernatural seeds that you put on the inside changes your expectations, changes your perceptions. You are saying in definite terms, these things are going to happen. A young chap came to meet me in England recently, and he, he I mean, comes to church, doing very well. And we sat down with conversing, and the way, look, people that make progress, they have measurable goals. People that don't make progress shoot. Wherever the bullet hits, they throw it, is their goal. So you can never. The reason is they don't want to fail. But by trying not to fail, they will never succeed. Because they don't have any goal. They don't want to experience failure. So they are generic about it. And he sat down in the conversation and said, by the time I'm 40, all right, my income every year, and he said, income, and he used the language I don't say because it was his business. And he said it would be two, over two billion. He said, that's 200 million coming into without me doing anything. Again, 200 million coming in. He said, I've gotten to 28% measurable things now. He said, and in the next few years, we'll hit that, and then I'll go and start doing NGO work. He said, that's what really I want to do, helping this, building this. All right, measurable goals there. And it's based on seeds that he had sown on the inside. You ask somebody else, he says, well, what will happen? We don't know. Only God knows. Those are the seeds the person has sown, religious seeds. Uh, only heaven knows. Can you enter a plane? And they say, when are we going to land? Only God knows when we will land. Let's just be going. You will come out of that plane. You won't do that with a plane. You, then you get to your life and start forming religion. When will you arrive there? Only God knows. This. Listen to me. And they told you that that's humility. To appear confused and be saying things. All right? And I say, you are very humble. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are a humble guy. Uh, the guy is humble. You are, you are, those are boundaries they've put you in there. All right? You've got to examine. That means anything you've accepted as true, you have to re-examine it. Look at it, whether these things, or else you've got some seeds need to be uprooted from your heart. All right? And so there are definite things there. Now, I want to make this statement here. When a seed of the word of God is planted in you, into you, not when you have heard a message, when a seed is planted into you, you have created in your consciousness the experience of what was promised you by God. In other words, when that seed enters into you, all right? Now, you can have the seed and you don't plant it. 
But when you plant it into your heart, you have created in your consciousness, and I'm going to show this, the experience of what God has promised. In other words, inside of you, there's the outer man, there's the inner man. The inner man has experienced it. Now, over time, the outer man is going to walk in the light of it. But you have experienced it within. This is why Jesus, when they will come to meet Jesus, they'll tell Jesus, listen, we saw demons were cast out. He said, listen, he had already experienced things. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven as lightning. He already had experienced things on the inside. Okay? So a business or a person who leads a team gets, goes to God in prayer. God gives seeds which are measurable targets for that team he's leading. And then he goes in to plant those things into his or her heart and has the experiences of those things already fulfilled on the inside. All right? It's already happened within. And then after that, the person now calls the people under them and says, haven't experienced it first. Now, guys, this is what our target is. Can you now all go out, let's say they're marketing something, and go and market the stuff? They come back and they start saying, all kinds of doors were being opened unto us. It's a product of something that has entered into that person. All right? It's, it's, that, that's how this thing works. Now, let me show you. Okay? Let me show you. Abraham, Hebrews chapter 11, quickly verse 17. Hebrews 11, verse 17, tonight, all right, to 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, follow this, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises. Now, I want to show you that that word received means he that already experienced on the inside, all right, in his consciousness what God had promised, offered up his only son. Now, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting, that is, Abraham took Isaac to the altar, accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead from whence he had received him back in a figure. In other words, Abraham, now you will hear what God told Abraham. God did not tell Abraham, I'm going to raise Isaac. God told Abraham, Isaac should be put on the altar with a knife and killed. But Abraham meditated on the words God had given to him and said, if God had said that in this Isaac shall my seed be called, then in meditation he experienced where he received Isaac coming back with him from the sacrifice coming back. When that had happened, Abraham said, let's go. Say, prove what you are saying here. If you get this, then you now understand Christianity. Because after you have experienced it, when you go and pray, then you shall have what those things are on the inside. It is in prayer that angels are now released. All right? That causes things to happen. But you must experience it in your consciousness. Genesis 22, 1 to 6. It came to pass after these things, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, 
And he said, Behold, here I am. Verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, now hear what God said, whom thou lovest, and get thee to the land of Moriah, offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, took two of his young men with him. Isaac, his son, claved the wood for burnt offering, rose up and went to the place which God told him of. Verse 4, then on the third day, now what was Abraham doing for three days? As a revelation. On the third day, which means after the third day, this is exactly what Jesus did for Lazarus. I am not going there until I've experienced it in my consciousness. On the third day, now what did God tell Abraham? Take your son to a place there as a what? Bond offering. On the third day, Abraham put the scripture back. Or I lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Verse 5. And then the scripture says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. God didn't say that. Abraham said it. What God said was go and kill Isaac. What Abraham said was we are coming back together. It took him three days to get there. How did he get there? A combination of all what God had told him in the past. Isaac can't die. Now look at the next verse here. And Abraham took the wood. He meant to kill him. And that God will raise him up. Took the wood. Alright, laid it on his son. Took the fire in his hand, a knife. And burned both of them together. Which means he was going there to kill him. But he had meditated and received him back in a figure. That after we finish this, then we are coming back together. God doesn't expect you to execute instructions without meditation. He doesn't expect you to go and lay hands on the sick until you have seen that sick get up. You've sat down with the scripture that I will lay my hands on the sick and the sick will recover and you have seen that person get up. So when he says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Seeds are sown by hearing. All right, you plant seeds into your field. Why you start saying it? Okay, later on to go with that four different types of soils, but I want to show something here and close with this. All right, when you hear the word of God, what happens? James 1, 21 and verse 23. I want to show you what happens. It says, whosoever, James 1, 23. It says here that you should not be just a hearer of the word, all right? Any who's a hearer, not a doer, is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Verse 24, it says, For he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man that he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. So, when a person is a hearer of the word, a person hears, sees something, and then they, uh, just a hearer, they forget about it. But one who beholds. Now, so the first type of soil is that man where he heard, immediately Satan came and took the word, and he forgot about that picture. The second one is the one who heard, was excited, I've got the key now. Went in, all right, it was blade stage. 
he didn't understand. The son came out for the sake of the word. And what he thought was, okay, I've heard this message this Sunday. And he just feels that that next deal, I'm going to get it. That is already in process now. And then he tried. When he gets there, all kinds of things, he gets disappointed. He says, ah, this thing didn't work. He's not in it for a long time. He gets offended that he drops it. The person who understands the principle takes it back into meditation. That let us behold this thing. That is when you will start understanding what God said. Let's sit down with this thing. That the thing didn't change immediately, all right, is not the issue. We are going to sit with God's principle until this principle works out in our lives. So they stay with it. The ones with thorns, once small results start coming, they get distracted. Their prayer life, everything has been destroyed based on that. They are going into other things. But the good ground there, they keep it. They sit down, they behold it, and they continuously behold it. As the Bible says, we all with an open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. They are looking at it, they are changed into that same image. Now, it is the seeds. Now, I'm going to play a video for you. I want you to see something. A friend sent it to me. All right? Because this thing happens, people do not know. Now, Chelsea Football Club just bought Lukaku back for some huge cash. Now, I'll show you when Lukaku was 16 years old. He was taken on an excursion to Chelsea grounds. I'm telling you, everything comes from your heart. And when they were leaving, Lukaku held the railings and kept looking at the Chelsea football field. The person beside him said, you are dreaming. He said, I'm not dreaming. One day I'll be on this field playing. Play the video. You'll see it. Drogba was his hero. Take a seat on this side, please, all together, okay? Welcome to Stamford Bridge. Do you like football? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Do you like Chelsea? Yes. So, do you have a favorite team in Belgium or? Underlake. He did not come from, you think that, uh, <laughs> you, listen, what you don't behold, you do not become. You could see that he was, listen to me, yesterday I was meditating. After some time I went outside, ah, I saw my wife's car had gone. I said, ah, you left the house without coming. I said, what are you saying? I greeted you. I kissed you on the forehead. I wasn't aware. What I was doing, I had entered into it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are experiencing something else. So what is happening in the natural, you are not even experiencing it. Now, what happens? Let me close and show you. What happens when you are beholding? 2 Corinthians 3.18. So you get it. He says, we all beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into what? The same image from one. Which means the Holy Spirit now starts changing you so that you can become what you are looking at. So whatever you are beholding, the Holy Spirit now begins to suggest to you changes. 
Now you may resist those changes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's going to change your routine. If we are businessmen, you have a company, you are, you are beholding, beholding greatness. The Holy Spirit says, well, you have to restructure what is going on inside this office. And the first step he tells you to do, you say, you, in your heart, you are in a conversation with the Holy Spirit. I can't do that. Too. That's where my first cousin is. If we remove this thing, there will be warfare inside the family. How am I going to handle that? I cannot. Where you stop to change is where the manifestation stops. And what the Holy Spirit will start doing is bringing information to you on what you need to do to change. So, if there's going to be change, it's not that. That's why, you know, we teach renewing of mind. But before that, he said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That body means present yourself. Because for you to change, you have to sacrifice yourself. Your limitation, everything must be on the altar in order for that change to occur. I was shocked at the conversation that they had with Ronaldo about his son, who is 10 years old. They said, one of the most powerful men in football, is your son going to play football? He said, yes. He said, so is he going to be a great player? Is what Ronaldo said. He said, I'm not yet sure. Ronaldo did not talk about his skill. He said he's not very serious now. He still eats cheesecake a few times. He still eats, he talked about his eating habit not his skill. What he was saying, to get to that point takes discipline. That's why I said, we are trying to use our will to manipulate other people. You use your will on yourself. Full stop. That is, the Holy Spirit will tell you when you've got to wake up, the kind of prayer life you've got to have, the kind of prayers, and how will you tell you? You will just hear some people talking somewhere. You will look at it by the time you finish doing everything. Whatever you are beholding, there's no problem. The Holy Spirit will soon whisper to you what it takes to become that. It's now left to you whether to do it or not. All things are expedient. You, listen to me. You say, I, I don't pray. I only pray once a week. It is fine. Once a week will produce what you are saying. But if you increase that vision, the tempo of God's Holy Spirit ministry inside you will increase. What others don't hear, you will hear. What others don't see, you will see. The adjustments you need, and if you make those adjustments, you will get there. If you refuse those adjustments, then there will be a problem. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of the Spirit. I ask that you, by your Spirit, expand this truth in our consciousness, cause it to grow, and bring forth fruit in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.